Today, encouragement that you are not alone in the fire. Stay tuned. You needed to know that in the middle there's a fourth person walking beside you that in the middle of your greatest trial that in the middle of your furnace that in the middle of your pressure that there is someone walking beside you that God has not abandoned you that God has not let you go that in the middle of it he walks with you Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm excited about today's message, and I think you will be excited to hear it. Mark, we've been following the life and death stand that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego took not to bow to a false god. What tremendous stories of faith these guys have. This is such a powerful, powerful story. It's so encouraging to me. And I love the concept of the fourth man in the fire. (laughs) Because really what it points to is there's someone that we didn't expect to be in the fire with us. Someone that the world says, hey, hey, who's that? And uh, it gets their attention. And that's really what it's an image of Jesus walking with us in the middle of our difficulty. When we stand up and get opposed, when we go through our furnace, we can point to the fourth man in the fire that's sustaining us. How exciting. All right. Well, this is part two of the message. Part one, as always, is online at boldstepsradio.org. Now with today's Bold Steps message, Firewalkers, here's Pastor Mark Job. God has the power to deliver you, but God won't always deliver you the way you expect him to deliver you. And even when he doesn't, the test is, will you still praise him? Will you still be faithful to him? Because these men said, hey, my God can deliver me, but even if he chooses not to, we still won't bow down and worship your idols. You see, there's a power to saying that sometimes the greatest testimony to God is not that he delivered me, but through the middle of it, I was still faithful to him in the midst of the trial. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that some were heroes of faith and closed the mouths of lions and some had their dead raised and some did incredible miracles and saw the hand of God in a powerful way. And then the last list in in Hebrews chapter 11 is the people that were sawn in two, the people that lived in caves, the people that were martyred for their faith, and those also were heroes of faith that did not see the promise in this life. They saw it in the life to come. But they're both listed as heroes of faith. Hey, we want to be part of the first part of the chapter, not part of the second part of the chapter. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego understood that there was a price to pay. And even if he doesn't, I love what Job said. Job said, and even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That God is God, and I'm willing to trust him, and I'm willing to stand for him, even when it's difficult and things don't turn out the way I expect them to. Number three, I'm talking about firewalkers here. I'm trying to raise up a generation of firewalkers, of people that aren't afraid to go through the furnace, of people that know who they are in God, of people that are called to be change agents. So not only do firewalkers resist being reshaped by our culture, they're willing to pay a price, but also they understand that the greater the heat against them, 
the greater favor of God towards them. The Bible says, then Nebuchadnezzar was furious. How many of you know, first of all, the culture tries to lure you in, and when you don't respond, then they get mad at you? Come on, join us. Yeah, it'd be good. Come on. Then you don't respond, then it's, oh, you're nothing. They come against you. Nebuchadnezzar was trying to lure them in. When he realized they would not respond, then he became furious at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed, and he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. And he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes and trousers and turbans and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The Nebuchadnezzar was so furious that they would not cave in. So mad that they would not join him. So perturbed that the majority of the culture was going one way, but they said, we will not go that way. That he heated up the furnace seven times more than it had ever been, been heated up before. I mean, it was at maximum throttle. They had never seen this puppy so hot. They kept throwing in coals, throwing in fuels. They were backing up everybody, looking at Nebuchadnezzar. Man, this can't handle it being any hotter. The crowd kept stepping away because the heat kept blazing stronger and stronger. And Nebuchadnezzar said, come on more. Come on more. I want it hotter. These people are going to pay. Come on, heat it up. And then when it was about as hot as they could take, then the strongest guards took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound them up, tied them up, and took them, carried them to the furnace. The furnace was so hot that several of the soldiers died trying to throw them into the furnace. All the people that were there gasped. Never go against Nebuchadnezzar. That'll be your destiny. Can I tell you something, though? I believe the hotter the persecution, the greater the grace and favor to handle it in our lives. You say, Pastor, I don't know if I could ever stand up like that. Well, now you can't. Because you haven't been given the grace to do it. Because God doesn't give you grace in advance. He gives you grace at the moment to handle it. You say, well, I would never. I don't think I had the courage. Well, now you can't. But on that day of testing, on that day of trial, I believe that my God comes with favor and grace and power and courage to give you what you need to stand up to whatever you face. Because scripture tells us that no temptation has taken you but what is common unto man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tested or tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But will always give you a way to stand up under it. That's what God has promised. God gives you the grace. The greater the challenge, the greater the grace. He said, Pastor, you don't know what it's like at my job. Man, are people really coming against me? I know this, 
that if you stand firm at your job, that grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace is being poured into you over and over and over and over and over. Because the greater the heat, the greater the grace. The Bible tells us that they were thrown in there. The king command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. I don't know what they were saying to each other. The Septuagint tells us, and some of the ancient writings tell us that there was some singing that was happening. We don't find it in the original text, but I, I kind of like that. Kind of halfway wonder if that was what was happening. If while they were being thrown into the furnace that there was a little whisper of a song that had learned in the synagogue and they were singing. God gives us grace. God doesn't promise you that you won't walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but he says as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, do not fear. Why? Because I am with you. He doesn't say that you're not going to walk through the valley. What he promises is that in the midst of the valley, he will not abandon you. Well, I'm ready for our fourth point. Are you ready here? Okay, number four. Fire walkers help the world gather around to see the fourth man in the fire. Oh, I love this. Man, I get excited just reading this. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet. I can kind of picture him on his chair just saying, watch these guys burn. Yeah, watch it. Look, at anybody else want to defy me? And then he looks at the furnace, and the Bible says, he leaps to his feet. Why did, why did the king leap to his feet? He leaped to his feet in amazement. And he asked his advisors, hold, hold on. Let's do the math here. Weren't there three men that were tied up and thrown into the fire? His advisor said, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men. Oh, there's a significance about this four. Because there was only three visible men thrown into the fire, but there was four walking around in the fire. There was three that was thrown in. There was four walking around. Now, that doesn't make sense in the natural, but let me tell you something. The fourth one, he says, and the fourth one looks like the son of the gods. You see, he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know the Holy Spirit. He just knew that when someone is extraordinary, looks angelic and powerful, it's like no one that he's ever known before. And as he sort of uh, wiped his eyes a little bit and looked there, he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire. They're unbound, unharmed, and the fourth one looks like the son of the gods. Listen, the fourth one is there. Let me tell you something, man, I get excited about this because some of you are walking in the middle of the fire and you think that your trial, you think that your trial is a bad thing because you're a follower of Jesus and how could you as a follower of Jesus be in the midst of such a heavy trial? 
And we give glory to God is not always that God makes you skip over the trial or spares you from the trial. Sometimes the greatest glory to God is that when you are walking in the middle of your trial, people see the fourth person walking beside you. And they're wondering, how in the world could you walk through that trial? How in the world could you survive that trial? Because the fourth person is walking with you. Scholars, theologians call it a theophany, a pre-incarnate manifestation of Jesus the Christ. Before Jesus was ever revealed in the flesh, he appeared various times in the Old Testament in physical form. Most scholars believe that wasn't just a fourth angel walking with these three persons. That was the son of the living God, Jesus pre-incarnate, walking with the three in the furnace themselves. And he was shielding them in a way that no other could shield him. He was protecting them in a way that no other could protect him. He was telling them, hey, you stood up for me. I'm going to be with you right in the middle of the flames. I'm going to walk beside you. Listen, I'm not sparing you from the furnace, but I'm walking with you in the middle of the furnace and the Bible tells us something very curious and I kind of wondered why it would say this because it says I see four men walking around unbound unharmed and the fourth one is like the sons of the gods and then Nebuchadnezzar says and then he approached the opening of the furnace and shouted Shadrach Meshach and Abednego servants of the most high God come out of here and the Bible tells us That when these men came out, listen, and the satraps and perfects and governors and royal advisors crowded around them because when you walk through the fire in an unexplainable, supernatural way, people will gather around and ask, how could that be done? They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and get this, and there was no smell of fire on them. Some of you walk by a bar, and you start smelling like smoke already. And I wonder, well, why would God be so concerned that not even the, why did God spray supernatural Febreze on their clothes? And as I pondered this and thought about this, let me tell you why I think God did what he did so that there was not even a smell or hint of smoke upon them. I've seen people go through the fire of life and the fire so damaged them. The trials, the tribulations, the difficulty, the heartache, the brokenness, that they are bent over, angry, Bitter, resentful, wrinkled, joyless, heartless, hopeless, shriveled up by the intensity of the heat that they've been through. And you look at their life and you say, wow, they've had a hard life. And I've seen others. Oh, yeah, I've seen others. I've seen others that have been through the same fire, the same furnace. The same trial, but they've walked with the fourth man. And I see them on the other side, and I don't even know they've been through that because I see them, and there's joy in their 
heart and a smile on their face and a twinkle in their eye and they're positive and faith-filled and joy-filled and it seems like they have life and hope and kindness and goodness inside of them. Now they've been through the fire just like the other person, but they have not been singed by the fire of life because they have walked with the fourth person beside them and not even the hint of smoke is on their clothing. the presence of the mighty God that walks beside them, shielding them, protecting them, guarding them from even the, 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 the smell of the furnace that they've been through. I want you to know, listen, I want you to know that you're not going to be spared from every fiery furnace that comes your way. Some of you are in the middle of it right now. I mean, it is hot. It's blazing. Your faith is being tested. Your joy is being squeezed. The very heart and hope of your life, it's being crushed. You feel like, Lord, can I make it? You're not sure why you're going through this. Not sure how you ended up in it. But you are being tested to the utmost. Some of you tested to cave in. Some of you tested to give in. Some of you tested so that you would lose your hope. But you're walking through the furnace and wondering, God, can I make it through this? Halfway through this week, I, I had another message planned. So here's what I know, that God changed my message because there's someone here in this place today right now that needed to hear this message about the furnace. You needed to hear it. You needed to know that there's a fourth person. You needed to know that there's a fourth person. You needed to know that in the middle there's a fourth person walking beside you. You needed to know that in the middle of your greatest trial, that in the middle of your furnace, that in the middle of your pressure, that there is someone walking beside you, that God has not abandoned you, that God has not forgotten about you, that God has not let you go, that in the middle of it, he walks with you. Some, someone needed to know that. I believe that firmly. The Bible tells us that the end result, then Nebuchadnezzar said in verse 28, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nebuchadnezzar said, I don't even know this God, but praise be to that God. I've never met him, but I've met his people. And praise be to the God because I've met them I know there's a God. I've seen what God does with them. That's exactly what I want to see some change agents here do. So that people around say, I'd never believed in God, never saw God, but I saw you. I've hung with you, watched you, been around you. And I believe that you have a God and he's real because I've seen you. And I've seen how God is in you. And he says, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces, their house be turned into piles of rubble, for there is no other God that can save in this way. And that's from the pagan king.
So I long for the day that people see the fourth man walking with you and they're, they're saying, you know what? I, I didn't believe, I didn't know, I doubted, but I've seen you. I've seen the fourth man with you and I can't help but say there is a God in this universe because I've seen you. And I've seen what God has done in and through and around you. You know, the New Testament says that we are the aroma of Christ. When we walk in the room, people... <laughs> I have a son that plays football, so I do it in other ways. Like, Man. But I believe there's an aroma. And you know how you get an aroma? You get an aroma when you've hung out in a place that has an aroma. And whether you want it or not, you take that aroma with you. I grew up in a little town in Spain. They had cows. And I, my friends had cows, and I'd go into the cow pen sometimes just to help them out and be around them. And when I came out, I'd walk into my house, and my mother would say, Pew, you stink. I smell like cow manure. Why? Because I've been hanging out with cow manure. You, you hang out at a bar, and you walk in, and your coat, it's like, whoa, whew, you smell strong, that smoke. You hang out in the presence of Jesus long enough, close enough to Jesus. Some of you, some of you are so far from Jesus, and it's so distant and so little that you don't even smell like Jesus. You're not close enough, strong enough. But some of you, you're hanging out in the presence of Jesus, so close to Jesus, so near his presence, that when you go to school, when you go to work, when you go other places, people are like, whoa, man, there's something about you that I can't quite explain or can't put my finger on. It's the aroma of the living Jesus. It's the smell of hope. It's the fragrance of life. They're smelling Jesus around you and in you. We are the aroma of the living Jesus. It's true, the world sees something different in those who endure through trials and remain faithful to God. What a great way to end today's message. That's Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps, bringing an end to our great series called Agents of Change. Remember to hear any of the messages again. Go at your convenience to boldstepsradio.org. And speaking of going through trials, Mark, even though we're just at the start of a new year, I know some people are already going through some hard times. Even for those who aren't, as Christians, we need to be taking active steps to grow closer to God's presence. That comes through daily reading of God's Word, doesn't it? It really does. And, you know, some people want to get into the Word of God every day, but they don't know where to start, how to do it, how to be consistent. And so we're offering a tool, I think, that could really help you out. It's a way to jumpstart your year, and it's called Strength for the Journey. It's written by my friend Joe Stoll, who used to be the president of Moody, pastor. 
and it's a daily devotional with Scripture. So if you've been trying to get consistent in the Word but haven't been able to, I think this will help you get strength for your journey on a daily basis. It really will. And right now, we'd like to send you a copy of Strength for the Journey. When you make a donation of any amount to Bold Steps, just go online to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. Or send that gift in the mail and request the book by addressing your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And for a gift of any size from our first-time donors to Bold Steps, you'll receive a thank you email with a link to Mark Job's brand new e-devotional that you can download right onto your phone or tablet for easy reading. That's two devotionals for just one gift from any first-time donor. So, if you've never given to Bold Steps before, now is the perfect time to do so. You'll get Joe Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Mark Job's 30-day e-devotional Bold Steps with Jesus by giving that first-time gift today at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. And hey, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can take these daily messages with you and listen wherever you go. Just open up your podcast app and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. If you really appreciate these teachings, why not share them with a friend and leave a review to help us reach more people with the gospel. Well, next time we'll begin a series called Wise from Proverbs 3. You may think you have a money problem, but Mark says when it comes to your financial troubles, you don't have a money problem, you have a wisdom problem. Find out what that's all about Wednesday on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.